Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Just Live with your hosts Me, Jay And me, Lou If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button to ensure you never miss an episode Good afternoon Louise Hello How are you? I'm really good, how are you today? I'm really good <laughs> We've got the giggles and we haven't even started oh, yet We had a great start today, didn't we? <laughs> Um, how's your week been? Have you had a good week? Do you know what? It's been a really, really good week so far. Productive? Yes, very productive and I'm really, really excited about what we've got going on today. So. I am too because it is our first special guest. It is. Handing over to <laughs> my neighbour from two doors off, <laughs> Heather Robinson. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Thanks, Lou. It's lovely to be here, to be able to... Uh, chat with you about what we're going to talk about today. So yeah, as Jamie said, my name's Heather. Um, I am Jamie's neighbour. I've known him about a year and it's really weird the way we sort of have very much the same interests along the same lines, uh, but we do different things. Mm -hmm. They do it differently, but have the same vision yep. at the, the end of the day. Yep. And it kind of drew us together. Um, Heather together. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be sorry. Is it? Is it a year? It's a year in two Just weeks. Just on about, isn't was, it? Yeah. Wasn't it? It was when Ron moved, it so was that Ron's was a year moving, ago. Moving, wasn't it? Yes. And then two weeks later, the gym opened, and I sent you the invite. Yeah. And there she was, drunk on prosecco on on my driveway. Absolutely. I had to pick her up, launch her home. Probably my type of girl. And then she's coming to the birthday party as well. Oh, I can't oh, wait for that lovely. one. Oh yes. Yeah. So, well, Heather's here today um, because it's something that we got to talk about when we were out on our walks. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that you've helped me with. Mm -hmm. um, it's really helped my anxiety. It's given me something to think about from a different perspective, and it really has worked. The amount of times I've been texting you, like, Heather, this is working fantastic. Thank you so much. So, as I've spoken about in the past on these podcasts, I suffer from anxiety. Um, it came up in conversation with Heather as I opened up to her, mm -hmm. and you mentioned how breathing and breath control can be really really good for you and uh, it's something i've done before in meditation yes i come from a background of spiritual meditation guided meditation etc um but heather's got a little bit more of a, a twist on this it's not from the spiritual background is it it's not no uh, i have practiced yoga for a very long time i remember walking in from primary school and seeing my mum doing um, yoga for health with Richard Hittleman. You oh, guys wow. won't remember this. Was, but... who's, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I used to sit alongside her and, and do all of the poses. And I carried that forward with me. So over the years, I've been practicing yoga myself. I then um, became a yoga teacher. But to be honest, I enjoyed doing the asanas, the positions. Yes. But the spiritual side of it didn't come easy to me. Uh -huh. um, when it came to the meditation, I would make excuses to get out of the class. Um, uh -huh. We had I've had several different teachers, and there was one of them um, didn't do any kind of meditation at all. It was all you know the the practice, and that was great. I enjoyed that. When we had the one that was, you know, he'd, he'd sort of come to the breathing and meditation side of it, I'd sort of, oh, oh, I've got an appointment, I have to leave. <laughs> um, so then I was a yoga teacher, so I, I was kind of teaching that kind of thing, but I, my soul wasn't in it. And then mm. I saw um, this guy, Lucas Rockwood, 
yoga body and he was advertising for yoga for flexibility and I thought oh that sounds quite interesting so did a bit of research on him decided to join and qualified as a coach for yoga flexibility and he just spoke in plain English no Sanskrit it was all you know very basic stuff but doing this there was a lot it lot to do with breathing involved yes. yeah and whereas the yogic breathing you did it like this because you did there was no no knowing why no flexibility to it well, no there was information. No, no you didn't really know why you didn't really know what was happening it's just see. what you were told to do because it led on to it put you in the right state to meditate i see so and that, and that wasn't really me whereas lucas was telling us well this is what happens and this is why you do it and and this is how you do it um, so we, we learned quite a lot about the physiology of it and I thought oh that's really interesting mm. so um, I was doing that and at the same time I met um, a physiotherapist and she was telling me about how breathing was very important in a lot of the exercises that you do we were talking particularly about pelvic floor remember I was telling you about mm-hmm. that brilliant um, and how breathing was so so important in all of those so so my interest was really really piqued about that and then Lucas Rockwood was again was offering this breathing coach um, qualification so I thought you know what I'm this is that this sounds really interesting so I went on to that learned so much more about breathing yeah and I've spoken to you about Mm -hmm. it haven't I yep you have so the first thing I want you to do right now here we go guys is when I say just as you breathe in normally you don't need to be in a special position or anything just um, when I say on your exhale your next exhale just exhale normally and begin to count and as soon as you feel a flutter in your diaphragm or in your throat then hold in that exhale when you feel that flutter, just relax and note the number that you've counted to. So, did you get that? Mm-hmm. Is that clear? Go. Just a normal exhale. No, no big breath before. Okay. Just a normal exhale. And then hold it. Count. And then just a little tiny flutter in your diaphragm. You don't want to be gasping for breath. Release and breathe. Inhale normally. going okay that's too big a breath Jamie let me make sure I've got this right then so <laughs> right I want to get this right go on so we take a breath in no don't take a oh, breath okay. in just <laughs> so as you exhale so out exhale. on a normal breath so breathe out as normal yeah and then just at the bottom of your exhale hold it and begin to count until you feel a flutter in your diaphragm or you feel that tension in your throat that means you need a breath you don't want to gasp you just want to release as soon as you feel that feeling and you're doing it now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i can see louise is still counting have you stopped i've stopped oh okay i've stopped right i'm not going to ask you your number that's for you and do we keep doing it as well? Or is it just one time? Just once. Oh, sorry, I'm still going. Pop it into it. Right, no, so you just do it the once. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and 
I'll tell you a bit more about that later, but this is to do with your breath tapping into your nervous system. Mm-hmm. So breathing is, it's an automatic system, isn't it? It's one of your, your autonomous system, is that the right word? Um, and it just happens. It's like your digestion. It just happens. Yeah. But unlike your digestion, you can control your breathing. And the state of your breathing reflects the state of your nervous system. If you think about it, if you are put into a situation where you're scared, your breathing changes. Mm-hmm. So your boss calls you unexpectedly, wants to see you right this minute. Oh, what do you do? It it's when that, no. that can, I, can I have a word or yeah. can we have a chat? It's yeah. like no, and then you, yeah. you know straight away you I, tense up. Yeah, you tense up. Yeah. Your breathing gets yeah. shallow, um, and you you just you don't feel right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, on the other side, when you're relaxed, what's your breathing like? Very slow, very mm. calm. Yeah. Um, so you're in two different states there. Mm-hmm. You've got your so you've got your sympathetic nervous system, mm-hmm. which is your fight or flight. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're out hunting and you're about to be attacked by a wolf. You're mouse. good at this. We've talked We've, about that <laughs> before, right? <laughs> 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 chase a saber tooth tiger down in Hailwood Woods. Yeah, we talked. That's a previous, previous podcast. 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 I haven't heard this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. You're in a constant state of stress, ready to run yeah. or ready to fight. Um, your parasympathetic nervous system is when you are, well, it's rest and digest. So you're, you're relaxed, yes. your digestion's working really well. And how's your breathing then? Just nice and relaxed, yeah. slow control, yeah. steady. Um, you can actually change the state of your nervous system by changing your breathing. Ah. So is that why then meditation works so well? Because it's sort of tapping into that breath, which then helps you relax. Or with yoga, is do you think that's why they use that so much with the yoga to try and help? It changes your physiology. Because we talk about we talk about training, don't we? Mm-hmm. And about breath the breath control with weight training. Um, I do Pilates as well, so it's really important with that. And again, with the pelvic floor, like you were saying before. Um, but it also we we always assume that it's that we're changing the physiology, and but as well as the physiology changing the uh, position and the breath comes with that as well, and they sort of balance each other in yeah. a way, don't they? Yeah, that's right. So in in yoga, when you're you're practicing your breath work and you've yeah. got you've got loads of different t- techniques of breathing um all with sanskrit names that are very difficult to remember yeah um but but they're all aiming towards bringing you to into a state for meditation ah, yes. um which is is very similar but the approach is quite different because yes. you sit there you close your eyes and you focus on your breathing and what happens all these thoughts come into your mind oh yeah always <laughs> always the way isn't it and because you know you're supposed to not be thinking thoughts more thoughts come um, whereas the breath work that we're doing, um, it it's it's basically you know where you know what you're going for. You're not going for long periods of meditation. It it's basically um, a a series of breaths that will then change 
your nervous system. I see. So this would be perfect for somebody who maybe is in a state of stress. Maybe they've had a really stressful day at work and they, they want to come home and be able to unwind from that. So this is like a breathing exercise that they could maybe even do on the car, on the commute home from work. There's exercises that you can do um, anytime. Uh, we can do balanced breathing, yes. which is you simply inhale for the count of four and exhale for the count of four. Now this is the one that you and me have spoke about and I'm sure you've given this to me. You've done a little video on YouTube, haven't you? I've done Which we can put up as well, by the way. A couple of little videos, yeah. yeah. And it really helped me. Yeah, mm. um, there's, there's, um, there's three categories of breath. Whereas in yoga, there's all of these names and, and yeah. you can categorize them all. They all fall into what Lucas Rockwood calls either coffee, breathing, water breathing, or whiskey breathing. Oh, I, I call it hot chocolate breathing. Um, coffee, what does coffee do to you? Wakes you up, Wakes gives you energy. Up. Coffee breathing techniques wake you up. So first thing in the morning, before you go training, you can do this before if you've got a if you've got um, a really important presentation but you're feeling kind of a little bit down and you need to perk yourself up for it you can do um coffee breathing water breathing when do you drink water first in the morning training just water's always good for you isn't mm -hmm. it so you can you can do your water breathing exercises anytime you want mm -hmm. and they balance you and then you've got your whiskey or hot chocolate breathing um, practices. Um, what happens if you have a, a drink of hot chocolate, let's say, hot chocolate, a nice hot milky drink? Feels good. Feels mm. good. Yeah, feels good. Lovely. Makes you relax. Calorific. Yeah. Feels <laughs> Sorry. Makes you Obviously. feel a bit sleepy. <laughs> makes you feel a bit sleepy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so really good quite often. This is what we were talking about. You were going through a period where you weren't able to get back to sleep, yes, were you? That's you right. go to bed, wake up. Mm -hmm. And I was saying you need to do these exercises. Mm -hmm. And that's when you breathe in, let's say for a count of four, right. and you exhale for a longer period of time. Uh -huh. So you'd, you'd exhale for eight. So this would be really good for, um, I'm having trouble sleeping properly lately, actually. I can't seem to switch off the same way. Uh, and I've noticed that my, my, my breath does seem to be a little bit sort of shallow um so doing that would really help me relax right, yeah and um, so i could practice that so it's breathe in for four and then breathe out for a longer count for eight for eight yeah for eight Brilliant. yeah yeah there's oh, a yeah. whole range of, of techniques that we could go through yeah if you wanted to we could go through um so that if you wake up in the night you can try these i if i wake up in the night and can't get back to sleep i try them and pretty soon find i'm back to sleep so oh, I know they work for me. So have you um sort of in your life then obviously you've got an amazing background there with all of those different experiences that you've had. Uh, have you found that there was a defining moment for you when you really focused on prioritizing the breathing techniques? Like was there a sort of an incident maybe in your life like a traumatic time or did you struggle with panic attacks or anxiety yourself? Or was it just always something that you'd done from relatively young age? The breathing, no. Breathing is relatively recent for me. Yeah. Um, because until pretty recently, breathing has been associated with spiritual side of yoga, which yes. I wasn't into. Yeah. 
So that was something you, you know, when you do, you were doing the asanas, you, you breathed in at this point, you breathed at growth. Growth. I think your batteries need changing now. But what's wrong with She's you two? Doing that risky breathing. <laughs> what did you put in her drink? <laughs> doing a certain action then breathing out is really useful for that pelvic floor is a great example of that you know yes, um, yeah. it's i didn't realize your, your pelvic floor was directly connected to your diaphragm and works in the same way and then you've got the muscles around your abdomen and back which are also connected so to make that cylinder and the breathing affects all of that so i mean there's so many different ways that, that breathing affects your um, that I hadn't realised before, and it's just a real eye opener. Yeah. Um, and it makes so much sense, doesn't it, when you think about it? Because breathing obviously is is life. It's how we are alive, yeah. and it's something that I guess we're not really brought up to think about. Um, so it is a really good uh, topic to discuss. And it, like I said, because you've got such a, a a great deal of background with it, it's it's really really interesting to hear. Um, when you were saying about the pelvic floor, my background is at Pilates as well. So right. I've always found that the breathing with Pilates um, compared to yoga can be quite different. Um, when I've done yoga, it was all about breathing in and out through the nose. And I found that really, really difficult because I've always been taught to exhale through the mouth yeah. mm-hmm. and draw up and in through the pelvic floor um, and uh, to really sort of squeeze those muscles um whereas i always found the it always felt back to front for me with yoga right um which is a strange one and i've also noticed when i've trained um ladies in pilates a lot of them when they first start ladies and men um struggle with that first initial um few times that they're in because of the breath and sometimes some of them come out and they've got headaches and I'm like, oh, just breathe. Don't worry about getting the breathing exactly right. Yeah. Just come and breathe how it feels natural for you. And just just go with it as time progresses. You might find that that feels more natural for you. So would you say a part of uh, the process is not fixating too much on you have to breathe in at this point and breathe out at this point and be relaxed, but to go with the natural rhythm of the body and then slowly build it up over time, would you say? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think one of the benefits of breath work is you learn what happens when you breathe in, what happens when you exhale, and you learn why that's good for you, and you learn what happens if you do it differently. Yeah. Um, and then with that knowledge you can do what suits you the best yeah so i, w- I was saying you know you count in for four you, you exhale for eight well maybe that's maybe that's not having an impact on you so mm-hmm. you can take it you inhale for six and exhale for 12 mm-hmm. you know and, and that's that's for you to experiment with yeah. yeah does it adapt does your body adapt to that then so say for example you do the four and then eight for a month and you find it's not doing anything would you that is that when you change it like with with training we know that when you weight train and yeah. your muscles adapt mm. to the weights you've got to increase the weight reduce yeah. your rest period etc to make it more intense yeah. is the same applicable to the breathing then does your body adapt to the breathing technique or is it something that once you find 
what works for you you can stick with that uh, I think again it's up to the individual yeah. how they feel you know yeah, if they're yeah. comfortable staying with what they know or if they want to tweak it and change it to suit themselves Sounds. in particular yeah. it's more having the knowledge mm-hmm. about how, yeah, how yeah. these things affect you um, I mean what we did before where you um, held your breath on the exhale and then counted that immediately taps into how stressed you're feeling right now so if mm. you weren't able to hold that exhale very long at all mm. then you're probably in quite a straight a state of stress wow, okay. oh. whereas if you are quite relaxed you can probably hold that exhale a lot longer because your muscles if you're stressed your muscles your brain are all working um they are generating co2 co2 sends the a buildup of co2 in the brain set sorry in the body sends signals to the brain and the brain inhales to get more oxygen in right. because your, your co2 levels are saying we're too high yes um so that if you're stressed then you've got a quicker buildup of co2 mm-hmm. and wow. you want to inhale sooner it's called breath hunger you can change that just by practicing it yeah yeah so see this is really really good because even though i know a bit about it i feel like i'm, I'm learning just listening mm. to you so you're saying about the breath hunger this is really interesting so how often would you say the average person should think about the breathing because it's something we don't think about we go about our normal day. We just deal with stress, don't we? Something happens. We, we tend to get on with it. And over the period of time, we do. Yeah. And, and things just get on top of us. So if someone listening thinks, I want to start this, does it go back to the real life and just do it as and when you feel and as and when you're aware? Or should they make the conscious effort of try it in the morning, try it midday and try it at night? What's Ooh, the best solution? Yeah. That's a good one. Good question. Uh, 15 minutes a day, mm-hmm. five minutes in the morning, five minutes at lunchtime five minutes and that's all it takes that's all it takes and it's important to to do it because you're trying you you're tapping it's a um a nervous system hack so you're trying to change (laughs) the way you the name of your book and you're trying to change the way you react when you're in certain situations well if your body is not used to reacting or or to changing in a certain way Mm. when you are placed in that situation it's not going to do it. So you can you can do your your um your balanced breathing, but if your body's not used to doing it, if it's not used to getting into a balanced state when you do that, then it's not going to do it when you need it. But if you're practicing consistently, mm-hmm. then you'll start that that system, and it will say, "Oh, right, you want me to be balanced. Oh, right, you need a bit more energy, do you? Okay, well, let's get the energy flowing then." Or, oh, okay, it's time to cool down and calm down and mm-hmm. relax, right? Let's do that then. Does it, I mean, obviously I know it's helped with anxiety when I consciously make the effort to do it. Yeah. But would you say that if you practice it morning, noon, night, um, that you deal with stressful situations automatically a little bit calmer yeah. rather than, oh, I need to go and do this. It will or, yeah. automatically go in with a, with a not a calm brain because we all panic a little bit but sure. certainly you're in a better you're state of mind with it. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah exactly that, that's the whole so it's worth line. doing regardless yeah. isn't it oh definitely mm. yes that's yes. really interesting do you know yeah. I've just thought of an example where I've actually done that but not realised that's what I've done <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how things work isn't yeah it, it is <laughs> um, 
when I done um I went to a piano um it's like a piano group and I'd never played in front of anyone before um and so I practiced and practiced and I knew I was going to do it but I worked very hard on the breath without realizing it so I would I would go through the motions of doing it and be aware of the breath while I was practicing and playing taking a deep breath in breathing out slowly so that I didn't rush so that was helping me with the rhythm of Mm. the actual piece as well as the breath yeah and when those nerves were trying to kick in when I had to do it you know sweaty palms the whole thing was still there but the breath was there and it allowed me to make sure that those nerves didn't take over so if anyone's got any sort of like performance thing or maybe sort of a a presentation or something then again the breath is a really powerful tool for that it as really well is, isn't it yes so yes. that's just really interesting that you've said that because suddenly i realized oh i've used that but without realizing right. that's what that was yeah. isn't it funny when yeah. you, you with maybe a client or a friend or whatever situation you find yourself in a work colleague and they're panicking isn't it yeah. funny the first thing you actually say is breathe, breathe. <laughs> yes Don't but it's you? usually isn't it usually just inhale and then yeah. exhale mm-hmm. uh, but nobody says you know, there's no structure in, behind it yeah, yeah. There, yes. there's not that balanced mm-hmm. thinking about it it's like you know just yeah. deep breaths but the exhale is as important if not even more important mm-hmm. than the inhale so we've spoke um, previously when we've been on our lovely walks in the morning yeah and you told me told me but haven't done it yet still um, so think about my breathing whilst I'm walking okay so why is that why why do I need to control my breathing more and try and hold it for, for longer and breathe okay. out for longer as I'm walking so yeah this is uh, Patrick McEwen advocates the oxygen advantage now this is all to do with breathing through your nose um, and you know you've got your your sinuses you've got your nasal cavities and you've got the network that takes you down to your airways um, so breathing through your nose is really important because it it puts the air that you breathe in in the right state to reach your lungs and it, it's scientifically proven that you get about 20% more oxygen out of the air that you breathe in when you breathe it through your nose wow. than through your mouth Oh wow! I didn't know Pamela. Yeah, I'm very aware of my breathing right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're breathing very heavy, my love. (laughs) Well, it makes sense because when when we train, we always say breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And obviously, we know why, but there's the stats to back it up. So even with walking. Yeah. So. when you're when you when I'm walking on my own, you're not with me, and I'm therefore not talking. I oh, practice... she's a gabber. Can anybody <laughs> tell? Can anybody tell? <laughs> I practice nasal yeah. breathing. Okay. So we're talking about whether you exhale through your nose or through your mouth. Mm. Patrick McEwen advocates you breathe out through your your nose as well, um, and it's harder to breathe in and out through your nose because you, the air's going through all of those networks and mm-hmm. on the way in it's getting filtered by the cilia and, and all of this. Um, but therefore you've got a different physiological reaction um, and that impacts on your training when you're breathing out mm-hmm. through your nose as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it's, it's on the way to replicating high altitude training right. where okay. oxygen Ooh. is less and therefore your body has to work a bit harder yeah. uh, to get the oxygen out of it which therefore improves performance mm. and, and this is kind of the way that he's going um, 
So, so that's what we were talking about. I think that's what mm-hmm. you're referring to. It is. In, no, it is. You know, so but I still haven't done it. No. Sorry. <laughs> you I forget. You know what I'm like. If you're not there to tell me, I forget. <laughs> um, so your daily routine with regards to breathing, it is morning, noon, morning, night. Morning, noon morning, and night. And you then, it? you know, quite often I find um, after lunch, you know, you sort of, you, you can do your balanced breathing mm-hmm. and it can bring you up, but sometimes you just need that little extra boost. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you'll do a bit of coffee breathing, mm-hmm. um, which will then give you a bit more energy mm-hmm. to face the afternoon and stop you dozing off, particularly working from home right now. My boss is not listening to <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, before you go to sleep as well, do the, uh, the hot chocolate or whiskey breathing, which will then help you to unwind and relax mm-hmm. and, yeah, doze off quicker. Brilliant. Something else we want to touch on today um, is caffeine. <laughs> Didn't tell you about oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, had, we were sneakily having a little chat before, oh, and I said, oh, Heather's... Because yeah. uh, Louise wants to make sure we had coffee for you and right. things. yeah. And I said, oh, no, she's giving up caffeine. Yeah. And Louise, the finds it's fascinating, don't you, my love? Oh, yeah, well, just because I don't know much about... Um, ca- caffeine as such. I, <laughs> but I, I drink it. You drink a lot, <laughs> But I was just wondering... Um, <laughs> Uh, you were cutting it out for a while, is that right? Yeah, I found, you know, I started off many years ago with one single espresso in the morning and that was all I would drink. And then it slowly went up to two and then it went up to three and then I got a different um, hob. And so I couldn't use my espresso machine because the handle melted and fell off. <laughs> Which country so- was this in? <laughs> Heather has lived all over the world. She's fascinating. So then I started using um, a plunger, but that takes a lot of time. I was mm. really getting fed up with that. So then I moved on to instant coffee. Well, instant coffee is not the same, is it? That's no. Right. So I was it having does, but... four, five, six cups of instant coffee a day, thinking, ah, oh, this is nothing. This isn't effective. You know, th- there's no caffeine in this stuff. Well, apparently there is. So I thought, right, 1st of July, I'm just going to cut it all out. So I haven't Amazing. had coffee since the 1st of July. I haven't had any caffeinated drinks that I am I know about. Mm. Yes. Um, Leaving that peppermint tea. No, no caffeine. I, I know, yeah, no, no, no caffeine. And how have you felt since you've done that? How have you um, felt yourself? Have you had any little periods where you've felt a bit, I don't know, grumpy or tired or, or not too bad? Um, I've I had a headache. Yes, I had a splitting headache and I kept falling asleep. Isn't it a good thing you're off work this week? It's a good job I'm off work this week. Um, but now I feel great. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm similar to you. I've had, it was, it was three cups of coffee a week. Then it went to one cup of coffee a day. Yeah. Then suddenly it's sort of gone up to two cups a day. And then now and again there's a third cup. And yeah. I'm just thinking, this can't be good for me. No. But I kind of don't. I want to sort of bury my head in the sand because I do love my coffee. Oh, right. But yeah. at the same time, I have to be careful which ones I have because some of them set me um, off for anxiety and panic attacks. Right. Uh, I think I'm a slow caffeine metabolizer. There she is. So there we go. We get there in the end. <laughs> Um, so yeah so I think I metabolise it a lot slower and then all of a sudden it sort of hits me Um, so I have to be really careful with it and I am starting to think again that's affecting my my breath Um, 
And I mean, I'm just thinking maybe I should cut it down. So I just thought it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, no, you get that tense feeling, don't you? And yes. you're not quite aware of it until Eight, until it's yeah. gone, maybe. And then oh, you yeah. think, oh my God, what was that? Yeah. Oh, why did I feel Isn't like that? Why did I react like that? Definitely. But you know, working, sorry, Jamie, you know, right. working from home, I was getting so fed up of tea. And it's always like, I'll have another cup of coffee instead. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I do, I am having decaf coffee. Yeah. Um, which is is okay. Yeah. And it's not having the same effect. That's the thing in coffee, it's not just about the caffeine. It is a nice taste and when yeah, you get gorgeous. it from the make of it. Yeah. So it's it's not yeah. about the coffee itself, it's the caffeine, isn't it? And that's what I was gonna jump on was um caffeinated drinks. The only thing I can relate to with this was the Red Bulls of oh. Kind, oh, which yeah. I am actually really against now and monsters and things. Um because when you look at what's in it, it's like scarily high the amount yeah. of caffeine. Um and when I was working at the previous gym that we were both at, um, I was drinking maybe three or four Red Bulls a day. Mm-hmm. And I just think the state my teeth probably were in. They're not, I've got my teeth, but you know it, it, what it could be doing to that. But I noticed I was shaking, I was yeah. nervous, yeah. I had palpitations. Yeah. And I just think, my God, you know, is it any wonder people are anxious when they're drinking these drinks? Yeah. You could have a peppermint tea, which naturally brightens you up and lifts yeah. you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's always an alternative. I'm not saying that caffeine is completely bad, no. but certainly, like anything, in small amounts. I, I, I can't tell you, I love waking up in the morning, I go downstairs, I make my coffee, and I enjoy it while I do my affirmations, do my gratitude, and it just makes me feel really, really good. Now, I won't have another coffee, unless maybe in the afternoon when I'm a little bit tired, just to pick me up, I maximum will have two coffees a day. Yeah. And that's it because I know if I have any more, I'll go into that anxiety period of life, and I don't need that. So I think it's if if anyone's thinking I want to give up, you don't have to totally give up. That's just your choice. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really good choice, and you're very strong to do that. I take my hat off to you. Um, but also you know don't think oh god I could never give up coffee. Just reduce it by a cup. Yeah. Just one cup, you know. And also when you think about it, I mean you're saying about the instant coffees. Um, I mean they can be nice. There's nothing beats a decent real no no espresso no, i'm with you not. on that one head yeah. <laughs> but remember the money as well what were you spending 70 pounds 80 pounds <gasps> 80 pounds <gasps> on coffee so i did just month, say a uh, no a month, a month. <laughs> but, yeah, i'd be bouncing off the walls if it was in a week <laughs> that's more than your electric bill yeah this was a couple of years ago now so i have honed it in but having said that the coffee's creeping up and i haven't checked the bill yeah. So it could be. But it's not be. not because you've come out of lockdown and you know you enjoy it and you reward yourself. Because you do work hard. I do, I do. It's just like you said, everything in moderation. So yeah. it's just keeping it in check, isn't it? But I just thought it was interesting as well because, like I said, the caffeine and the breath, I felt were kind of linked uh, in that way that it felt like it was starting to affect my my um, my anxiety and therefore the panic attacks yeah. and the breathing. And yeah, all so your breathing would be sh- uh, short, sharp, shallow. Short and shallow. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't a, it wasn't the best. So you've inspired me. I think what I'll do is I will cut right down on my, my caffeine myself. Oh, well, I won't be seeing you for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing with your mood swings. Okay, <laughs> hard enough as they are, no, Heather, listen, thank you so much for coming on today. We've really loved having you. Yeah, thank you. Lovely to be here. Thank you. It's been fabulous. Yeah. Been so excited about this. Good, good. Yeah, it's been really good. We'll have to have you back again and we'll do some more stuff. That'd be lovely. Thank you. Yeah. Well, guys, that's it from us today. Thank you for listening. 
We've had so much fun making this podcast, but ultimately, we want you to get something from it. If you enjoyed our conversation, please like and share to help us grow and reach more people. Finally, no matter what happens in life, remember to just live.